Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Christina Stathopoulos, and I will be your host today. Um, I am dedicated to the world of data. After over five years at Google and Waze, I recently left to explore the datapreneur path. I'm the recent founder of dare to data We're helping individuals and corporations reach the next step in their data journey. And I have the pleasure of welcoming you today, Taylor Brown. Taylor Brown is the co-founder and COO of Fivetran. We're going to be speaking a little bit more about Fivetran But before I came, um, I was looking for a really good description of the company. What exactly do you do so that people can can really understand and get down to it? And I found this quote on the website that I really liked. And it says, Fivetran is the automated data movement platform, moving data out of, into, and across your cloud data platforms. So I think that's a pretty clear description. I liked it. Um, Now, to kick it off, what I would like to hear from you, Taylor, tell us a little bit more about Fivetran. What do you do? Um, And I also know that you've made some acquisitions over recent years. Um, So how have you seen that play out for you as well in the the generic concept of of Fivetran? Christina, excited to be here with you today. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking time. It's always fun to meet with another American over the over the sea, over the pond. Uh, we're here in London, in Big Data London. Uh, so yeah, Fivetran's mission is to make access uh, to data as simple and reliable as electricity. So you're like, oh, okay, well that's you know that's nice, but what does that actually mean? Um, at the end of the day, we provide a, a cloud data. Uh, movement platform, as you mentioned, to move data in and out of all the locations that you store data across your business. So, you know, most businesses have somewhere between like 500 and 2,000 different data sources, whether it's their databases, their on-premise databases, their cloud databases, their applications like Salesforce, Marketo, HubSpot, NetSuite, all of these sorts of tools. Every one of them collects data. And at some point, if you want to understand what's happening in your in your business, you have to create a, uh, what I would say, a digital copy of all of your different business tools into a single location. Once you have it in a single location, then you can build analytics on top of it. You can build like Gen AI on top of it. You can do all these things, but in order to actually provide that that value to your business, the first step is just get it in. So Fivetran is an automated platform for, for just moving the data into uh, into that, that central location for you. The second piece in terms of how the acquisition, we made an acquisition of a company called HVR uh, about two years ago. And, you know, the, the HVR technology was largely built around pulling data from large legacy on-premise databases, from Oracle, from SAP, uh, from DB2. And, uh, and, and, and so Fivetran spent a lot of, you know, its core time building web applications like Salesforce, Marketo, HubSpot, all of those sorts of tools. And it was a really great marriage of the two kind of technologies, cloud and on-premise. Uh, and now, you know, two years later, we've integrated the, the products very closely. And we have now over 350 connectors. And we have multiple different deployment options for all of our customers to replicate data with whatever speed or security, you know, they need across any location they have it on the planet. 
I can completely relate with this, having all of the different uh, dispersed data sources coming from the tech world. Uh, absolutely know how that is. Um, so it's really like it's centralizing everything, moving away from That's all right. these siloed locations, right, and bringing it all together centralized. And it also sounds like I guess you're helping as well um, with with these legacy technologies and incorporating it into newer I guess, newer age technologies, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you give us, like on a broader aspect, can you give us insight into the marketplace and where you place Fivetran within all of this? Yeah, so in the in the sort of data stack, there's kind of the, I'll just start with the modern data stack, which is a set of like software tools um, that help customers work with, centralize, work with, analyze, and uh, and deploy their, their data in different ways. And so where Fivetran fits in is really the, you know, first bot very bottom step, which is connecting to all the various different data sources. If we were to step back and say, like, what category is this in from, like, a Gartner perspective, we're in the data integration category, which uh, is a little bit... Uh, you know, the category itself is a little bit legacy because it has integration, it sort of has integration plus a bunch of other things. And I think what we're best at is actually just the automated data movement part of it. We also do have some business transformation or transformation of the of the data once you land it within your centralized data warehouse. Um, and that's sort of the other half of the category. Um, but that's where we fit in the marketplace. You know, what we're loading into then is the data warehouses like, you know, Snowflake, or, or Databricks, or you know, um, even S3 or BigQuery. Like those are those are sort of the data warehouse category. And a lot of what we focus on is is cloud. To be honest with you, and part of that shift, uh, just in taking like a step back to say, like, why are companies actually moving all their data to the cloud, and why are they moving them to these cloud data platforms? It's largely because the cloud data platforms, like you know Snowflake or Databricks, are you know 10x or 100x better in terms of like speed and uh, elasticity compared to the on-premise data warehouses. And then I think when folks are loading into places like S3 or data lakes, it provides them an opportunity to, to sort of like land all this data in a location and have multiple consumers of it. You can have like Snowflake, you can have Databricks, you can have, and so it's a, it provides like a, a sort of interim location that, that, um, that companies can land everything in. I think you're in a very strategic, a very good spot to be in because, uh, of course, everybody is is moving to cloud. Like you said, it's more flexible, more elastic, and so on. Um, what exactly are your enterprise customers asking for? What are what are they wanting from you? What are they coming to you and requesting? And how are you helping them achieve these these uh, objectives? Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing that most of the enterprise customers are asking for is is sort of the 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 boring stuff, which is I just want to get access to all of my on-premise databases, largely. And the challenge with that is that, you know, some of these companies have 30 to 50,000 databases across all the different, you know, groups across their entire organization. And so the first step is like, hey, I don't even know what we have in all of these databases. Like, can you please just help me, first of all, get the data centralized? But then there's a, there's a question of like, well, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of regulation around what you can actually centralize for like GDPR, for example, you're like, Hey, I can't, there's certain things I'm not actually allowed to move. And so it's a, it's a complicated thing for a central IT organization within a large company to be able to, to know like, okay, what can I centralize? What can I not? Um, and so 
you know, for them, we will connect to all their various different data sources. We do it in an extremely standardized way, so it's the same every single time. Whereas the, what they're doing today is a lot of it's like they're building it themselves, and the pipelines you get from, you know, say one group are very different than the pipelines you get from another group. And so you end up with a lot of inconsistency. You end up with a lot of like errors. You end up with a lot of time on maintenance. And so we kind of come in and we say, all right, here's a standardized way to move all the data centralized for you. And Central IT, we can give them controls to say, hey, automatically detect PAI. PHI, like set various like policies to say, I do not want to move certain data sets from certain places within certain locations in the world or otherwise. So we're starting to give more and more controls in terms of what actually gets moved for our, our larger customers. But a lot of it is, again, just, hey, I just need to get this data into stuff. Like I just need to get this data into Databricks. And, um, and, and so, and, and it's hard. So that's the thing that we spend most of our energy on at, at this time. Yeah, I, d I didn't think about that before. I mean, the importance of it's very important to centralize your data, but like you're talking about with regulations, with GDPR or wherever you are in the world, you have to consider things like PII. Um, and it sounds like you have ways to help them as well separate that data separately, right? And then and then take the rest and centralize it, put it into Databricks, put it into BigQuery, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and you help it uh, be centralized there. And now how, can you speak a little bit more to like this separation and how, is there any way, like how are they bringing it back together when they need to pull in that PII data? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so we have a couple different options. We can say, hey, just block it, like just don't load it at all. And, and a lot of times people start with that because they'll say like, all right, I just want to block to find out what's in the actual, like, you know, what, what are in these 30,000 databases. The second step is that, okay, well, once I've blocked all the stuff, now I either want to decide I want to move it in and I want to create like more um, privacy specific data warehouses within each of the, or data marts sort of within each of the data warehouses, or we can hash it as well, which means like, we can effectively like you know uh, apply a uh, a hash which will change like an email to something that's like unreadable if you see it but there's a hash that you can unread it if you need to later or you can join on the on the hash itself so if you're like trying to understand from two different data sets that have the same you know email but you don't actually want the email you hash it and then it's it still will end up being the same so there's things like there's there's practices like that that work extremely well um, so it really depends on like what it is that you're trying to do downstream with the data itself are you trying to reach back out to that person if so you need to have the email if you're just trying to count how many you know that how many times that person has come to your website or something then you can you know, easily hash it i don't know if that answers the question that, that does. No, that answers very well. It's almost like you're doing like a crypting um, totally. in a way. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I want to uh, change the, the tone of the conversation. Um, for those tuning in, I don't know if you noticed the, the sign behind us. If you are familiar with this sign, we are at Big Data London right now. Um, we're on the second day. It's been a fantastic conference so far. Um, so I would like to ask you a little bit about the conference. So have you encountered any standout themes here, any conversations, any speakers um, that you would like to highlight? Or what has been your favorite part of the conference so far? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, this is the first time I've been to this conference. We've, we've participated the last few years, but I was excited to be able to actually attend this year. Um, and I think the, the thing that I've seen a lot of, as well as other conferences, is a lot of the, the Gen AI, the LLMs, you know, I think there's a lot of hype and excitement around that that part of data, and and to me that makes total sense. I think the other side is just how big this conference is in itself, and how much it's grown over the past few years. Just shows how much excitement and how much uh, importance the the modern data stack and data is in general in the world today. And so that's the other piece is like every single business is starting to realize that hey, data is a, ma a massive asset to to the company, and it's like the thing that actually separates 
their ability to, or any company's ability to actually compete in a modern marketplace. Um, and, you know, the first step of that, in my mind, is just centralizing the data. Once you have it central, then you can do a bunch of, like, business analytics on top of it. And then, you know, and past the business analytics, then you can do LLMs, you can do more, like, Gen AI to, to create additional applications, to create much better experiences. Um, there's, uh, there's a company that we had, one of our customers, Monzo, spoke yesterday, and uh, they are uh, doing a bunch of stuff around Customer 360, where they've taken all of their customer data from all the different platforms that they, you know, collect customer information, and then they are creating a, a more uh, user experience, like a more uh, specific user experience that is tailored to each customer that comes through. Uh, and so like that sort of thing you can only do if you actually pull all the data in and you know, build on top of that, which is, which is pretty exciting. Um, as well, it's my first time at Big Data London. I've heard about this the past years and I wanted to come. So this is also my, my first time. I love it so far. Um, and as well, similar to you, I expected we were going to be hearing a lot about generative AI, LLMs. Um, it, was very, it was expected and we're hearing a lot about it today. Um, but again, I come as well from like a very data, data engineering, data science background. Um, and and we, we tend to forget that like data underlies it all. Data is the core that's that's feeding this this AI. Um, so we can't we can't overlook that. Um, now again, I wanna I wanna switch back a little bit more to um, to speaking about five train again. So what's what do you see coming? What's next on the roadmap for you all? It's a good question. Um, you know we have over. 6,500 uh, customers now, and I think we will just continue to grow that at a steady rate over the next couple of years. From a product perspective, um, you know, there's a few things. It's like it's not extremely, it's not super sexy, but like basically, what customers always want is more connectors. They want you know more access to all the different places that they have data. They want more reliability and speed, which you know is again the the faster that we can move the data for customers, if we can do it sub one minute you know, sub 10 seconds, it opens up a lot of other opportunities to work with that data downstream. So for more than just like daily reporting or hourly reporting, you can start to like, you know, actually trigger additional th workflows that happen with the data that we're moving in. Um, and, uh, and, and so those are the two things that we like are constantly working on. Last year, to put it in reference, we added about, I think, 20 new connectors. This year, we're going to add almost 300. So we've spent a lot of energy investing in how do we build connectors faster and more reliable. Um, and so we've built this whole framework out for that. Uh, you know, we're also loading into uh, S3 and data lakes now. This is something that we hadn't really previously done. And this is, you know, I think a lot of, you know, companies, as I mentioned, they're, they're working to load data into a data lake first and before they bring it into a data warehouse. This gives them a little bit more flexibility and leverage to decide what data warehouses or what different consumers do they want to use or access that data within. Um, so those are a few of the things that we've that, that we've got a lot of focus on. Um, we have a, a transformation product that we've also been working on over the last couple, you know, the last year or so. So like once you load the data in, then how do you actually transform it, and how do you apply business like modeling logic to it? Um, and so you know that's uh, that's coming along, and and those are sort of the some of the big things. There's some of the cross cutting features that I mentioned, like the um, the uh, uh, sort of metadata management, the, the PII detection, PHI detection stuff, which is, is very compelling for a lot of our enterprise customers. And so, you know, we're, we're just rolling some of that stuff out, and, and I think that will mature a lot over the next year. Um, 
yeah, so those are some of the, the really big things that, that we've got going on for the most part. Yeah, the um, I, I fall back to the connector piece because I think you said you had the last year you you created what twenty more and then you expanded to three hundred. The three hundred, yeah. So we'll go from like three hundred. Uh, yeah, sorry. So we'll, we'll go. I think we we last year had somewhere like you know two hundred fifty, three hundred connectors in total. This year we'll end at around five hundred, five hundred fifty. Next year we want to add a thousand. So like we're looking. I mean, if you look at it, there's like. There's probably six or seven thousand different places that customers want to pull data from. A lot of those are cloud, various like cloud applications. A lot of those are also on-premise databases. Um, but then there's always new companies that are coming out. So like, especially in the marketing space, for example, there's always new like companies that are that are coming into the market. And you know, for a, for a marketing perspective, you're only as good as all the data that you have in trying to understand the journey that a customer is making through your, your marketing funnel. And so what our customers are constantly asking for is like, do you have this new connector? Do you have this new connector? Do you have this one? And so for us, like, we want to get to a place that we can add them really quick. And now we're at the point where customers can request a connector for us and we'll build it within a couple of weeks for them. So we, where we want to be is the one-stop kind of st- you know, standardization place that you come and load everything. You're basically like, I can get all of my data from anywhere that I have it using Fivetran. And that, that's the platform that you then can you know, build everything else on top of. This actually reminds me of um, of a talk I went to yesterday by Joe Race about data modeling, but he mentioned just that how uh, almost overwhelming the sector has become because there's so many options. Like you said, I think you want to expand to thousands, right, of connectors, and there's just so many on the market. It's really overwhelming to know, like, well, first of all, to as a as a customer, you know, you're you're trying to decide which platforms to go with, but then you're sitting here to help connect it all in the end because it's so so dispersed. Yeah. Um, now, what advice do you have for your customers, 2023 and looking ahead, beyond 2023? What advice would you give to them? It's a good question. Um, I think the biggest advice that I have is, I know a lot of people are really excited about Gen AI, and they're, and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm falling behind, I'm falling behind. The thing I would say is, like, yes, you definitely need to invest in having a Gen AI strategy, but I, you know, everything starts with just having the data centralized. I think a lot of people haven't gotten the basics right of like you centralize the data, you understand it, you use it for reporting, and then you can start to build models on top of it. And um, and a lot of people like are centralizing it in a very like uh, sort of data swamp way where they're just like loading everything in in a non-sophisticated way, and it makes it much harder to actually work with. And so my suggestion is like take the time to actually like build a cloud data platform or cloud data warehouse or a data lake. You can use Fivetran, you can use something else, but just like get all of the data in there in a dependable and reliable way. I think we, we offer the best product in the, in the market for doing that, but, but still, regardless, get it there. And then from there, start to build on top of it. Don't try and like get ahead of yourself without having the right infrastructure in place. Okay, so start with the foundations, it sounds like. Start with the foundations, get everything centralized, ready to go. And as well, I would say we need to, with that, once you have it centralized, you can worry about your BI, your reporting, because a lot of companies don't even have that figured out yet, I don't think. And then we're all jumping to worry about generative AI, LLMs. How can we add this into our business? But you take a step back, you realize you don't even have, you don't have your data centralized, first of all. And you can't even figure out BI reporting. So let's take a step back, breathe, let's get this, let's get this done right. And then I think let's take the next step into worrying about how can we use AI in our business. Because I think uh, a big mistake would be launching uh, without those foundations, a solid foundation. Um, what, so what excites you most about Fivetran's future? 
what do you have top of mind and what excites you most about what is to come? Um, you know, I'm just excited about the, the data space in general. Over, you know, we started this company almost 11 years ago. And, uh, and at that point, Redshift was the only data, cloud data warehouse on the market. You know, in just seeing how much has changed since then, just in terms of, you know, like Snowflake, Databricks, now S3, there's, you know, and then the, like, the plethora of different companies. There were, the modern data stack wasn't even a thing 10 years ago. Now there's probably a thousand companies that are building around it. Um, and so that's a really cool place to be to see both the innovation that's happening and also just the support for our customers. Like, I think a customer can now have a, an extremely sophisticated uh, modern data stack set up with, you know, 10, 10 or 15 different companies that all work very closely together to provide a single solution. Uh, and that's really exciting just to be part of that. Wonderful. Well, uh, as we're closing up right now, um, do you have any last words of advice, anything you want to leave our audience with? Or maybe it's just that everybody should be here at Big Data London next year. <laughs> yeah, come to Big Data London. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, just, just remember to, uh, to keep learning about all the new things, the great new things coming out and, uh, and spend time, you know, digging into all the great new companies. Great advice. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, I really appreciate, appreciate you coming on, Taylor. Um, also, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Um, remember, like we said, do not miss Big Data London next year. Um, so we hope, we, we hope that you took a lot from today's conversation. Um, and remember that for further information, you can head on over to 5tran.com. Um, we're going to be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. So until then, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Um, follow the conversations on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to EM360Tech.com. <laughs>